Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Omer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theater, and this is Season 4, Episode 1, for our Stars of Summer production of Singing in the Rain, Jr. This show is the first show in this season's Stage Door Family and You series. In Act 2, we're joined by record-breaking podcast guest, CP Associate Artistic Director Tyler Rini, who directs this production. But first... Act One. Imagine, if you will, the raised eyebrow on an artistic director's face when the associate artistic director says to him, the stars of Summer Committee like singing in the rain for this year's show. Having just had the theater's roof repaired two years ago, the artistic director's reaction might be... You know, we just got rid of all the water falling on the stage. Something like that conversation may have taken place here at the CP offices about seven months ago, as we were finalizing the lineup for this season. Yes, we are going to do Singing in the Rain, and maybe there will be water, on purpose. You'll have to come to the show to find out about that. Singing in the Rain Jr. is a youth adaptation of the full version of the stage adaptation, which is in turn an adaptation of the classic Hollywood movie musical. Phew, that's a tongue twister worthy of Moses supposing things about his toeses. Singing in the Rain, the movie, was released in 1952 and starred Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds. The story, set in the 1920s, depicts Hollywood and its stars making the transition from silent films to talkies. The film is often regarded today as the greatest movie musical of all time. As was the case for movie musicals at the time, only a handful of songs were actually written specifically for the film. The rest were songs from other films or musicals, including the iconic title song. The stage version of the movie debuted on Broadway in 1985, where it was directed and choreographed by Twyla Tharp. The production was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Book of a Musical. This show is just good old-fashioned fun and is filled with a lot of recognizable, iconic music. This is the first time CP has produced any adaptation of this show, junior or otherwise. The show is directed by Tyler Rennie. Katie Umlin is the music director. Marisa Sare is the choreographer. Our production runs approximately 70 minutes with one intermission. The show is rated A1 on our production rating scale. That means it is for all audiences or the equivalent of a G-rated movie. At each performance, we will also be holding a split-the-pot raffle. The proceeds go to the Karen Reynolds Memorial Scholarship Fund. This fund allows us to make sure that no young performers are turned away from our educational programs due to financial difficulties. Another of our goals with this fund is to build it up so that we can eventually begin offering an annual college scholarship. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Well, once again, welcome, Tyler, to the hot seat on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. Well, I don't have much of a choice. I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who maybe haven't seen the movie, uh, give us a quick 
summary of what Singing in the Rain is about. Yeah, so it is about this trio of actors who have been very successful in the silent film era of Hollywood. Uh, but the big uh, action point that happens is that sound has finally come to motion pictures and they are finding their own unique ways to deal with that, both on the uh, film set and in their personal lives as they come to terms with how that is going to change their careers and their, their lives as well. Yeah. Um, so are there... I, I'm assuming that, you know, most people have have heard of the movie Singing in the Rain. Um, and if not, I would have just talked about it in the act one uh, of the podcast. Episode. One way or the other, they've heard about they, it now. That's right. Um, we have removed them from the rock under which they've been living. <laughs> yeah. um, but are there major differences between the stage version and the movie? Aside from the fact that in our version, all the roles are played by young actors. Well, that's the main thing, I guess. Um, but it's a little, it's been shortened a little bit. We were actually talking outside of the podcast a little bit how they the scenes have really been trimmed down to the essentials um some of the big big dance numbers which as much as i love my kids as talented as they are they're not gene kelly <laughs> or should or well, that, that, was, yeah. that, that would be that would be rather frightening considering yes. gene kelly's been dead for how long now yeah yeah um <laughs> it's, it's zombies in the rain <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so some of those big dance numbers have been cut down of course but it it, it has all those songs that you love uh if you've seen the movie before and all of those characters as well. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the kids who are playing the major roles in the show. Yeah, so Callan Barons is playing the Don Lockwood role, which is the Gene Kelly role. The zombie Gene Kelly. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which, with rehearsing at 9 a.m. sometimes, he is a little bit of a zombie at that that's point. That's true, that's true. He is a caffeine addict. <laughs> he, and... <laughs> he is, yeah. Once he has his three or four monsters, he is ready to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he plays that role with that that bravado, but that really, that charm that that character needs as well. And he has has those great numbers like Singing in the Rain and Good Morning, which he shares with his brother, Kipton Barons, who plays Cosmo Brown, the Donald O'Connor role, the the sidekick, the comedic relief. And Kipton does an excellent job with really bringing all those jokes out and just being having such great timing and uh, really being that comedic relief in all of the uh, the scenes that he's in. Yeah, I've been uh, pretty impressed with watching him during uh, the rehearsals that I've sat in on and not only with his comic timing, but with his his uh, uh, choreography too. He's like, he's quite the little dancer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really pleased to have him and he's going to be around for a long time. He's Callan's younger brother. So yeah. we've got him even longer than Callan. And then of <laughs> course uh, we have Bailey Schwab uh, playing Kathy Selden, um, which is the Debbie Reynolds role. And uh, she brings a lot of heart and charm to that role. And of course her beautiful singing voice. There's a lot of showcases for that, not only as a solo singer, but in those, uh, those group numbers as well. And then uh, finally, uh, worth mentioning, of course, is Cecily Weedle, who is just, uh, speaking of uh, comedy in the show, is absolutely doing such a great job as Lena Lamont, which is uh, the much lamented voice <laughs> <laughs> as they try to make this changeover into talkies, that uh, her voice is not suited for, for a talking picture, let's just say. Yeah. And Cecily does an excellent job with that, not only as a character voice, but in the couple songs that she has, which is a difference from the movie, like you mentioned, Jamie, that uh, Lena does get her own song um a really funny song that cecily does such a great job with yeah i've been impressed with uh, cecily in this role uh, especially with a young performer she's really committed to that character voice which is very different than her normal speaking voice and then and how 
she carries that character voice through to to her song. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of young performers would have wanted to uh, pretty it up a little bit to show how pretty their voice is. Yeah, but she leans so hard into the the comedy of that. Yeah. And the character of that as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's just really impressive mm-hmm. um, that that she uh, does that at at such a young age. Yeah, and uh, I was talking with those two girls with Bailey and Cecily about how both of their roles in this show are kind of against type for them. The two of them have been doing Stars of Summer and acting, uh, well, I guess Stars of Summer for the two of them, since they were eight years old. And usually um, Cecily is kind of playing the straight woman that has like those gravitas on stage and stuff, even playing Charlotte in Charlotte's Web in her last show. Um, and Bailey is usually the comedic relief uh, playing Anna in uh, Frozen last summer. But they kind of switched it this summer. And I've been really impressed with how both of them are taking on those challenges of playing a little against type for these two actresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's good for them to, oh, to try yeah. something new. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, you mentioned uh, Frozen yeah. uh, last from last summer. You know, in the past, we've generally produced uh, adaptations of Disney shows when the Stars of Summer program does a musical. Um, so, you know, this year we're kind of changing it up a little bit. Um, what made this show so appealing? Um, a couple different reasons. One being it really uh, looked to me as a way to showcase all 40 of the kids that are involved in this production. Um, that everybody has a line, everybody's involved in at least a couple songs. So everybody that is part of the show really gets a chance to uh, shine this summer. So that was the main focus. But uh, we'd honestly kind of made our way through the Disney shows that we had wanted to do, like to be completely honest. And uh, I'm, I'm a big classic Hollywood fan, uh, classic movie fan in general. Um, so this was a fun kind of avenue to take away from those uh, an- children's animated films mm-hmm. into still a classic recognizable show, but one that maybe the kids weren't as in, uh, as uh, involved with or as familiar with um, in the past. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, you know, since this isn't an adaptation of an animated movie yeah. that the kids have seen a hundred times since uh, growing up, um, I bet some of these songs were totally new to the to the cast. Yeah, I remember asking them at read through how many people had seen the movie before, and it was probably like a quarter to a third of them. So actually, pretty decent amount oh, wow. out of forty kids. Um, but yeah, there I I've had a couple conversations with kids either as a group or on their own. Just what fun they're having with these songs, actually. That uh, it's a totally different style than we've done in Stars of Summer in the past, and I, I think they're really having fun just doing these standards. Yeah, because they're just they're just great classic songs. Oh yeah, and well written songs from back in the day when they could just sit down at a piano in an hour and come up with this song that becomes a standard. Yeah. Yeah, and these songs have, most of them, had been featured in a lot of movies before this one. Um, with the Singing in the Rain movie, it's kind of sort of jukebox-type musical almost, which actually a lot of things from that period were. That it was like, sure, yeah, stick, I mean, Singing in the Rain, that song, had been in four or five other movies before this one. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like even the title song is not from this movie. Huh. Like, it had been around before then yet. Yeah, so that that was really commonplace at that time period. Yeah, I and I knew that. I yeah. knew that like lots of times, especially um, like Gershwin songs or Cole Porter songs would just show up in these random movies that you're like, what? Yeah, you know? and uh, and they just kind of got recycled. I got rhythm is the one that's in like every Hollywood yeah. movie. Um, uh, so but that's interesting that Singing in the Rain was was one that that yeah. was kind of a recycled jukebox song. Yeah, definitely movies that I I had never even heard of. So they've been kind of lost to history, especially when you stack it up against something like this film which is considered you know one of if not the best movie musicals of all time Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, actually, kind of speaking, going into that film angle here, knowing that you are a film buff, sir, (laughs) um, uh, are there uh, little Easter eggs or bits of trivia that really excite you about this show? Yeah, I think some of the stuff that I brought up already um, and just the plot in general, I've said this to a few uh, on my media tour in the past 24 hours (laughs) when I've been on Queeby and on Friday Live. I've been bringing up that this is a show about 1920s Hollywood, which is a huge watershed moment of change from silent films to talkies but also the movie itself came out in the mid 50s so you're getting these standards from the 40s and 50s in a movie about the 20s and we're performing it with kids from the 21st century so it's a really cool kind of mishmash of all these different eras that we're seeing come together so that isn't necessarily movie uh related but that has really stuck out to me as an interesting thing about this show yeah yeah have have you uh found yourself having to explain you know like that movies didn't used to have sound and stuff like that to the cast yeah yeah absolutely that that has been kind of a foreign thing for some of them a lot of them had seen clips of stuff in in school for various things as well um but yeah it's been fun for me just to kind of jump in with some various bit of movie knowledge uh, about things uh so that that has been a lot of fun for me and one of the uh conceits of the set design is there's a bunch of big movie posters from the era both ones that are mentioned in the sh- in the show uh ones just silent movies that i like <laughs> and also uh made up movies that are that were made for the show oh, as okay, well yeah. so uh it's been fun for me to paint a big poster of harold lloyd up on the up on the set who gets a little lost behind charlie chaplin and buster keaton but who is a gage county native yeah so it was it, it was fun for me to be able to put him up on the set and kind of tip a hat to uh, a fellow nebraskan yeah 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 and speaking of you know of harold lloyd you know we've we've featured harold lloyd films here uh, at the theater before in our collaboration with the gage county historical society yeah uh so yeah that's just a, a fun little bit of hollywood movie history yeah. and, and and you're right it is it is too bad that harold lloyd kind of gets lost i don't understand it he's so his movies are so good and they're so funny and they they really have a certain spark that sometimes the chaplin movies and the keaton movies don't so yeah it's a shame it really is yeah but the, oh, i think everyone is familiar with that very classic image from of safety lloyd. last safety last of him hanging off the clock yeah um uh, and so, yeah, that's that guy's from Nebraska, folks. Yeah. Uh, and from the Gage County area. So, yeah. yeah. I think he was born in Berchard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, any other little bits of film trivia that that is that, that you're just like, oh, I love that little bit. <laughs> I, I think. I think it's it's all it's bred into the show like it's there if you're going to see it you'll you'll notice it we try to tip our hats to stuff like that so I think I think it's in the show there I don't want to spoil don't want to spoil it. yeah okay. not that there's anything to really spoil yeah <laughs> that's code for me saying no I've said everything I remember <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well as we wrap up is there anything else that you want to add uh, as we uh, look forward to singing in the rain this is really just such a fun show and it's been really nice to do a show that is just this simple little romantic comedy with these fun catchy little songs where you can really focus on the the fun of the show you know there's not even like a real villain of it there's not anybody trying to kidnap anybody or or trying to defeat someone else it's like of course there's drama in it because if there wasn't there wouldn't be a point of 
having a show. Right. Um, but it's it's been really fun for me, and I'm still enjoying watching it, even having rehearsed this for a month and a half and seeing it two to three times every single weekday. <laughs> and I'm still watching it and tapping along and smiling as it goes. Uh, and uh, especially the Singing in the Rain number is so cute, and the, the choreography is so great in that. Uh, um, but, yeah, it's just a fun, fun, fun little show. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will do it for us. Tyler, thank you for popping in and uh, uh, grab your umbrella. Get ready for singing in the rain. I will do that. It's time for the curtain call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Singing in the Rain Jr. runs one weekend, July 21st through the 24th. Tickets are available by calling the box office or visiting our website. Up next on the CP stage in September is our 2022-2023 regular season opening musical, Ordinary Days. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. <laughs>